0: Welcome to Interesting to See Daily Sports Podcast News Narratives Takes Gambling. I'm Nick. Hey, like, review, subscribe if you like it. Uh, shouts to all of the people who watch on YouTube and hate, comment on my stuff. I see you. I see you. Yes, I do think Kyle Shanahan uh, gets his uh, shit rocked in big games. And I don't think that's a hot take. That's just me. We've got news. And it is Controversial Wednesday. Not a lot of big controversies, but I have got a few controversies for you uh, that we are about to go through, including a high school girls basketball, just utter shish. I will get to that in a moment. I will get to that in just just a wee moment. Um, But we got some coaching news, and there's a little bit of a conspiracy happening here in the NFL coaching world. So the Broncos were talking with Jim Harbaugh, which... I'm telling you right now, was always bullshit. It's, all, it's like at one point, it was Harbaugh getting more money, and now I think it's Harbaugh trying to be relevant. And I, I just want him to know, never, never, ever, it is never happening again, never. Grown men who make more money than you are not going to play into you trying to be their dad. Never. Not you. Some men can do that. Mike Tomlin famously tells his players, call me Mike. We're, we're, we're grown men who work together. So it's not going to happen for Harbaugh. So they're flirting with Harbaugh. And then... The rumors were swirling about Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryans. So D'Amico Ryans, former player, I think he played for the Texans. I don't remember. But he has been hired by the Texans. So that is a black head coach going to the Texans. We've seen this movie before, but not so fast, according to Adam Schefter. In this tweet, D'Amico Ryans replaces Levy Smith, who replaced David Cully. Uh, David Cully was a sacrificial lamb. Levy Smith was a sacrificial lamb. The rumors were for a long time that the Texans had wanted to hire Josh McCown, who had zero coaching experience. It was exactly the same thing as Jeff Saturday, but then the Robert Flores thing happened last year, if you recall, where it was like insider baseball, and he knew that he wasn't getting a fair shake, so he sued the league. The Texans then, I think, very much took one for the team and hired a black coach, and they're like, look, we hired a black guy. But now they hired D'Amico Ryans, and this does not seem to be the same situation. D'Amico Ryans, six-year deal uh, Dan Campbell got a six-year deal. So when coaches get long deals, it's for one of two reasons. Either A, what's well, always for the same reason, which is that's what it takes to get them. But most coaching contracts are four- or five-year deals to start out, and there's an extension after two or three if they're good, or they get fired after two or three if they don't make the playoffs. If there's a six-year deal for the Lions, I know it was very much you have to prove that you – like he's, it's him telling them, like, you guys suck. Like, my first year can't count, essentially. Like, my real contract starts year two, because this is a mess, and I know that we're just going to fight through this. Um, I think that the Texans, unlike the Lions, when, when Campbell took over, have some better pieces around them. They've been taking for a while, so they should, but D'Amico Ryan's the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, so that's part of it. Immediately after he's hired, like moments later, Adam Schefter and Ian Rapoport on Twitter announced that the Denver Broncos are trading... For Sean Payton. Sean Payton will be the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. That means that they have to So the Saints own his rights because he retired with them. So he can't just retire and then switch teams. The NFL knows that trick. There are various rules. You can trade head coaches. Gruden was traded. I think Belichick might have been traded too. I don't remember. I think he was. He was traded from the Jets to the Patriots, I think, right after the Browns thing. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. So he's been traded to the Denver Broncos from the Saints, and I know that the conversation is a first-round pick. We'll talk about that in a second. But the idea here is that the Broncos wanted D'Amico Ryans. Ryans chose the Niners. Then the Broncos had a backup plan, which was Peyton, which is weird for Peyton that the backup he was the backup plan. Um, a lot of people are like, who takes a year off of football? Is he still ready? Is he still good? And then like, yeah, he got a lot of credit for the one Super Bowl. The winning Super Bowls is hard, and it takes a considerable amount of luck. Um, but I judge, I judge NFL success on how many Final Fours you reach. And I know Final Fours are the basketball thing. But how many conference championships can you get? That's when you're consistently a replicatable coach. And if you can't get over the top, like Andy Reid had a million. He's had so many losses in championship games. However, that either means you overachieved with a team that shouldn't be there. Or it means that you're you're putting together enough success that you can get to the championship game. That means make a playoff run. So when you just narrow it down to good teams... And then you're also good enough in the regular season to get into the playoffs. So Peyton did that. did that. People are going to have that take. But the idea here is that the Broncos had Peyton on the back burner the whole time, which is hilarious because that means they never gave a shit about Jim Harbaugh. And I'm telling you, they didn't. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't have insider information. But I'm telling you right now, they did not care about him. They didn't. Okay, controversial Wednesday. We've got some conspiracy theories. I'm a little late to the party on this one. It happened last week sometimes so let's let's start with uh we have some basketball controversies happening here this is from si.com which is one of those websites that very very sad gave away their content for free and now people don't subscribe to their magazine and their entire staff is essentially doesn't work there anymore but the memphis grizzlies uh jaron jackson jr seems to be a lot better at home than he is on the road which is really interesting You're like, is is he actually better? So there's a Reddit post. This is on Reddit r slash NBA, which is how Reddit works. I'm still learning how Reddit works. And look at all of these emojis. I don't get it. I don't understand Reddit. It's a weakness in my game and I'm working to get better every day. What can I say? The Memphis Grizzlies scorekeeper posting fraudulent numbers. So this is the entire Reddit post, which means this guy went into into deep. I mean, I'll continue as flounder. Thank you. I mean, I just want to be a guest. Thanks, Reddit. Memphis Grizzlies scorekeeper posting fraudulent numbers for Defensive Player of the Year leader, Jaron Jackson Jr. So look at all of this research that he did. So here are his three big bullet points. Jaron Jackson plays much, 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 much harder at home and hustles like a maniac and focuses. Potential explanation number two. The Memphis scorekeeper is a huge Jackson Jr. fan and purposely is embellishing, embellishing his steals and blocks since it's much easier to do than points or rebounds. You can't fake a point or rebound. If you're the guy that shot the ball and it goes in, those are points. Can't lie about that. Assists, can't really lie about that either. You can kind of fudge a little bit, but no, really. Blocks and steals, like, yeah, that's that's a steal, right? Potential explanation number three. This is from the Reddit post. Again, it's on your screen. It should be investigated in this age of fantasy basketball and gambling on sports, whether the scorekeeper and or his family bets on Jaron Jackson. So what he's saying is that either A, Jackson is better at home, which means he's worse on the road and therefore not the Defensive Player of the Year. B, the scorekeeper is trying to help him win Defensive Player of the Year. Or three, this guy's trying to win bets and is playing insider baseball so that he can fix games. That explanation makes a ton of sense to me because that probably happens a lot more than we realize or want to talk about. <sighs> However... The Grizzlies have now had to respond to this. Um, The Ringer, which is a, I mean, it's like Barstool, but it's started by Bill Simmons. So it's like, you know how Barstool is mostly Dave Portnoy, but the the Ringer is just Bill Simmons' blog, but with a bunch of people. I don't know how he makes all that money. I don't get it. But Kevin O'Connor is a senior basketball writer at the Ringer. You see right here. Uh, he has his own evidence to dismiss the Reddit post as inaccurate. An so now people are going back over Jackson's games to find out if this is true. So this is an outlier in statistics. Here's Kevin. I watched every block by Jaron Jackson Jr. in slow motion from alternate angles to investigate the NBA Reddit thread, claiming the Grizzlies scorekeeper is posting fraudulent number. Only three of his 66 home blocks were incorrectly labeled, a completely insignificant amount. Continuing on, the Reddit thread. Said this block was incorrectly credited to Jaron Jackson Jr. It's hard to tell from this broadcast angle, but the slow motion alternate angles shows that J does get his hand on it. Um, I love this because it caused, this is so funny how sports media works. This is proof that sports media is not journalism. This would become real journalism if there was betting fraud. That's just fraud or like illegal bookies and things. But this guy, Kevin O'Connor, woke up and had to watch every single Jaron Jackson Jr. block to refute a Reddit post by a dude whose username is admassive six 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 four days ago. Huh. 66,000 upvotes, which seems like a lot to me. Because you can downvote Reddit posts. You can vote against them. So it seems that now that people are paying attention to it, The worst case scenario for this, actually, well, the most boring scenario, which is that Jaron Jackson Jr. is just better at home. Um, So he should probably play better on the road. I don't know. Maybe it has to do with their home schedule. I don't know. He should should play better. He should absolutely play better on the road if he wants to win Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, controversy number two. This is the creepy one. Uh, This has been making its way around TikTok and Twitter. I can't believe it hasn't gained more traction, but it's a high school basketball team. I'm actually not sure what state... Let's find out. Um, Portsmouth. That sounds like Virginia. Yes. Portsmouth, Virginia. A coach at Churchland High School has been fired. Why has she been fired? It's for the girls' basketball team. Because this grown-ass woman posed as a 14- or 15-year-old girl and played in a JV basketball game. That happened last week. And uh, the TikTok highlights, uh, the, which is TikTok just posted a news story here. I can show you it right now, actually. So there's my TikTok. Let's go to it. Where is she? Where is she? This is uh, highly investigative work. So this is from Julie Christine, who just wow, took a video of the news story. I hope the news story gets a uh, legit credit. If you just fast forward here a little bit, this is her. Watch her block this like child watch this look at her boom get out of here like dude wow um how about some therapy here she is again look at that oh too easy and one she's like see that little and one right there girls like like when i say girl like i know a lot of times you can come off as sexist when you call a woman girl no those are girls those are children legally <coughs> And so she's been fired and the team canceled the season. Which the craziest thing about this to me by far is that what is the what are, what do the girls in the team do in this situation? Like, hey, mama's got to go get her buckets, shut the fuck up. I have no idea. I have no idea what they what that must have been like. Oh my god. Oh, it's just unbelievable to me that that could happen. Remember we did the whole Bishop Sycamore. I don't want to be this guy, but I was one of the first guys on that story. <clears throat> Bishop Sycamore um, with the fake football team. This is like that, but it's, it's worse because those are like pubescent girls. I know high school football teams can often have 14 and 15 year olds who are playing. Bishop Sycamore had guys that it would start for many D1 teams in high school I mean Bishop Sigma. The teams that they were playing had guys that would start D one. Not all of them, but a couple of them. Ugh, gross. What a gross story. I am going to pay more attention to that. I wanna I'm sure that there will be more about it that'll just like explain how, you know, her life was falling apart or she was mad or it was personal or something. But just like grab a uniform and be like, yo, I'm gonna play. Uh Pro Bowl. Alternates are being announced. Jared Goff for the Lions is going. I think it was a third alternate. And Tyler Huntley, the guy that filled in for Lamar Jackson for about half the season, he is going to the Pro Bowl as a backup quarterback. No disrespect to Tyler Huntley. Great career at Utah. One of the best, maybe the best backup in the NFL. Uh, Pro Bowl don't mean shit unless you're the a first ballot Pro Bowler, a, a, a starter, unless you're originally elected to the team. If you're an alternate better luck next year in my opinion maybe first alternates first alternates count to third fourth fifth alternates i don't care not for me because guys that have been there multiple times don't want to do it got news yesterday from the baltimore ravens are they going to sign lamar maybe but right now they're going to franchise tag him they're going to prevent him from hitting free agency it's going to be like 50 million 60 million a year which would be crazy unbelievable i don't think he's going to stay on the team i think they're going to trade him now we'll find out back in better than ever tomorrow